What is up, everyone? It is Denise Salcedo. Welcome to my Survivor Series 2020 post-show review. I hope you have all finished drying up your tears because what a night it was today. We had the retirement of The Undertaker, which, to be honest, I still can't believe it's true. I still can't accept it. I'm having a whirlwind of emotions, but thank you all so much for coming into tonight's stream. I appreciate it very, very, very much. As you all know, um, yeah, I'm do we're going to go ahead and go through this show one by one. We're going to start at the pre-show. We're going to go through the entire main card of tonight because so much happened on Survivor Series tonight. But before we get started, I do want to let you all know that this is a very interactive stream. So if you are watching, make sure to take part in this live chat because I will be reading all of your comments. Plus, if you want to make sure to send a comment that you want to be read, a question or a statement, whatever it is, go ahead and send in a super chat. They are also very greatly appreciated on this channel. Help me out. Help me get fed. Help me to keep affording the WWE Network and so much more. So again, if you're feeling in a giving mood, feel free to send in a super chat at any point throughout this stream. But enough talking. I want to give some shout outs to some people who are in here. Shout out to my man D-Train who says Survivor Series was terrible three decent matches and takers farewell you know what i gotta say that after the drew roman reigns match i liked survivor series that much more i thought it was a pretty impressive show it was a show but it turned out to be better than i expected a uh, shout out to torrenstein s who was one of the first people chatting up in this chat box so what's up to Tor torrenstein steve wrestling fan says survivors women's match was a total joke Ooh, we will get into that, Steve. We will get into that. And then we also have uh, Joseph Boza who says, I'm trying to be nice, but Survivor Series was a weird show. It felt like outside of Taker, who gives a damn? You know what, Joseph? I, you know what? I can't fault you completely because as you know, we talked about our predictions for Survivor Series. I talked about this on several shows. And again, one of the major things that was flawed with Survivor Series was the fact that there were no stakes. So I can't necessarily blame you in the sense of trying to get into the match when there wasn't necessarily that there wasn't stakes and there wasn't a lot of buildup for a lot of these matches. However, I do think that Survivor Series was a lot better than I expected. Jack C says, The Undertaker made me cry. You know what, Jack? I can't blame you whatsoever, especially that part where they pulled up the hologram of Paul Bearer. I didn't expect that. I didn't see it coming. And it completely, like, oh, it was like a stab in the heart. It was a stab in the heart. Um, okay. Francisco Zuniga says that Taker farewell was so emotional. I agree. It was very emotional. It's still, but guys, it's still, I can't, I can't accept it. Like, it's just so weird seeing The Undertaker retire in front of no people. The Undertaker, there's never going to be another Undertaker ever again. And he retired in front of no people. I can't accept this, guys. I can't. Screw COVID. I'm pissed. Um, <laughs> Hey, Ray Santiago says, hey, Danette, hey, Denise, depressed. Yeah, I think a lot of us are feeling pretty depressed. Scott Frame says, good wrestling. Yeah, there were quite a few matches that were really good on tonight's show, for sure. And the Phenomenal Viper says, hey, first time joining you, Denise. Should have joined sooner. 
Phenomenal Viper, you are going to have a blast. My shows are usually, oh, they're a little wacky, but you know what? They're fun. And we also have Joseph Boza who says that Drew and Roman should have definitely closed Survivor Series. No, I think the taker was definitely the right, the right call. Oliver Drake says, found the whole show massively underwhelming. You know what, Oliver? I thought some matches weren't good, but I wouldn't say that overall the entire show sort of felt, you know, underwhelming to me. Um, We got some super chats. What's up? Shout out to Jobber JJ, who's not only super active on my Twitter account. I see you, Jobber JJ. Uh, but he sends in a super chat and it says, Survivor Series was pointless, except Lana winning and Taker retirement. Wrestle Talk was a proper car crash train wreck. I was last in predictions, LOL. So isn't it weird that some of the most interesting things that happened on tonight's show was Lana becoming the sole survivor and the undertaker's retirement two totally different things that ended up going over really well with the audience uh jobber jj thank you again for the super chat don dorian says is everyone here crazy the show was great some matches are slow burners but it was a great show by the end of it don dorian i think i'm more on your side on this just because i did think some matches like you said were a little bit of slow burners but overall by the end of the show i was feeling good i didn't feel like i wasted three and like almost four hours of my life so it was fine and we do have another super chat from chris ledeck thank you so much chris he says if survivor series is always brands versus brands now with no titles at stake it will never feel like an important show in my opinion see they could do the whole brand versus brand thing that's fine right but the problem is they at least got to put some stakes into it like what does the brand get if team raw wins the most matches what do you get so i don't necessarily mind the brand versus brand thing i should just i just definitely think there needs to be something more like all right, great. If Raw wins the most matches or SmackDown wins the most matches, who cares? There's no stakes, right? So anyways, Chris Ledeck, thank you so much for the uh, super chat here today. You are awesome. And uh, we I'm going to try to read some more of your guys' comments as I'm going through this. Gianmarco Credi says, don't worry, Denise. We all know he will wrestle in Saudi next year. I don't know, guys. I kind of felt a little bit of a dilemma. So my dilemma was an internal one, whereas part of me thought, okay, you know, WWE is making such a big deal over Undertaker's retirement. They've been promoting this. They did 30 days on the network. They did, you know, he had the Snoop Dogg collection. He had TikTok. He had Cameo. I mean, they did so much advertising and marketing and different things leading up to this Undertaker retirement that it definitely feels like, okay, this is it. Like, this is it. But even though I'm seeing all of these things happen, I just can't accept it. And I think the reason why I can't accept it, it's the one big factor and it's the audience. I can't, ex it's weird to see somebody retire, especially somebody like the Undertaker with just no audience. Like, I can't, like, it. part of me feels like they have to do another one with like, the audience. And I just feel like because of the 30 years, it felt so perfect. But we'll talk about that, you know, as we kind of go through this. Carolina the God says, seeing Undertaker retire got me. But dude, Paul Bearer on the Titantron really did it. I got choked up. Dude, that was a moment. I think every single person that was watching, like they were watching, right? But then the second that hologram popped up of Paul Bearer, everybody was like, oh, oh no, like, oh God. And like the tears and everybody just kind of got very emotional. So I definitely feel, I feel you guys. Azumandara says, Lana will go through the table tomorrow night by Naya on Raw. 
God, no. Let's switch the gears. Let's switch the gears, guys. All right. Lana just got this, you know, impressive quotation marks, impressive win at Survivor Series. We got to switch the narrative, everyone. Uh, Joshua Cook says, Denise, Lana Winnie was really surprising to me. If Raw lost it, Nia Jax and Shayna would have got their hands on Lana again. I would like to say on behalf of everyone, thanks, Undertaker. Joseph uh, Matt Reichel says, after listening to Broken Skull Sessions, I think he's retired for now. Oh, man, I can't. Oh, I can't. Oh, I can't. Joseph Bosa says, thank you, Denise. It's weird with somebody. The legend status of Taker retiring with no fans was weird AF. Yeah, it was definitely weird. Torstein says, Vince McMahon mentions WWF. That was surprising, but I thought it was appropriate. It was surprising, but I thought it was very, very appropriate. Carol, Carol, Carol Juan says, Undertaker deserves to retire and enjoy the rest of his life. Props to him going out when he wanted to. Yeah, honestly, props to him. And nobody's, you know, nobody has. I don't think anybody will ever have a legacy like The Undertaker did, honestly. Kishen M says Lana will win the Royal Rumble. Oh, my God. All right, everybody, let's get into the show. And again, send in your comments. Very interactive show. Let's kick it off. We're going to go in chronological order, kind of like boom, boom, boom. Let's kick it off with the pre-show Battle Royal. So we talked about this show sort of being a slow burner, right? I would say that the pre-show battle royal was on the end of the slow burner side. Nothing major happened in this battle royal. It was not good. It was boring. I wasn't interested in this. I was eating my dinner as I was watching this. Um, the final two, and I put this in air quotation marks, were Chad Gable and Dominic Mysterio. And I'm thinking, all right, you know, this could be a good win for either of these two guys. You know, Chad Gable, he's just coming off of being Shorty G, you know, getting that momentum back or and some momentum, I may say, you know, Dominic Mysterio, we're seeing him as a solo person. This could be a great win. Uh, we saw Dominic almost won. He hit the 619 on Chad Gable and eliminated him. He's celebrating. The guy is celebrating. But then out of nowhere, The Miz comes out and eliminates Dominic. This, to me, did absolutely nothing, okay? It, I'm not more impressed by The Miz seeing him win this match. I'm not. The Miz is already slotted where he's at on the roster. Him winning this match meant nothing to me. Nothing. Zilch, nada, zero. But at the same time, I would have really liked to see somebody like Chad Gable or Dominic win this. I thought it could have given them, you know, a little something, a little something to brag about, you know, on next week's show or whatever. So I really would have, I really thought that it would have benefited one of those two guys to win. But other than that, I didn't like this battle royal. It was just there. Again, no stakes whatsoever. So at the same time, did it even matter? We also saw in the pre-show the Godly Gooker won the 24-7 title at Survivor Series. Uh, this was pretty funny. Unexpected, whatever. Was a little moment. People were talking about it. Some people are going to hate it. Some people are going to think it's funny. It is what it is. What did you all think of this battle royal? Let's kick it off with Joseph Boza who says... That battle royal from the highlights I saw felt like the old battle royals they did at Mania 21 and 22 before they went live. Jake Larson says, pre-show super spreader. Justin Martin says, the whole Lana thing was pretty ridiculous. She just stands there and wins because everyone else loses. Bianca pulling off the comeback would have honestly been a much more exciting match. Justin Martin, we will get that. But thank you so much for sending in a comment. Uh, Carolina the God says, Dominic had it. Jobber JJ says, saddest battle royal I've ever watched. That is a 
big statement, Jobber JJ, but I kind of agree with you. Nothing happened in this battle royal. Um, it was not good. Not good at all. And um, I church Pastor Blaster says, I hated the ending. They've used that finish too many times. Yeah, it was. It didn't feel special. That ending needs to be done when it feels special, when it's the right people, when it's the right people. Uh, moving on, let's kick it off with the uh, – let's finish um, – let's start on the main show, excuse me. So the opening match was the five-on-five five men's Survivor Series elimination match. Matt Riddle, Braun Strowman, Keith Lee, Sheamus, AJ Styles making up the team of Raw versus Seth Rollins versus King Corbin, Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, and Otis. Um, this match was just a match. I thought that it could have been a lot better. It had a very slow start, which is fine, whatever, no big deal. But it didn't really give me what I was expecting out of this match. I thought, okay, with all of these guys in this ring, all of these great workers, we're going to be getting a lot of really cool moments. I don't, we got a few decent moments, but it wasn't enough to really make me say, oh, you know what? I'm into this match. So I would kind of consider this one sort of a slow burner, especially at the start. Um, uh, I will say this, though. I honestly think that Otis, Otis was the star. Otis was the star of the SmackDown brand. I thought he did. I thought he had so many nice exchanges during this match. I thought he was really fun to watch. And the other highlight was definitely AJ Styles. But then again, it ages, it's AJ Styles. He kind of sort of always is a highlight, but he was bumping left and right throughout this entire match. If anything, I thought his exchange with Kevin Owens was probably the best portion of this match. It was really good. And I do have some predictions later on for the AJ Styles, Drew McIntyre. And you know what? I'll just kind of share it right now. But really quickly, I do have a super chat from Matthew Makovsky. What's up, Matthew? He says... It won't let me curse, but just you just you know what I mean. That main event freaking ruled three great matches tonight. Yes, that main event did rule. Thank you so much, Matthew, for sending in your uh, super chat. I'm sorry that YouTube didn't let you curse on this super chat. Um, okay, so going back to this five-on-five five match. So let's talk about the AJ Styles, Drew McIntyre situation. So I really, really think that today... With AJ Styles getting the clean sweep, he was self-proclaimed team captain of Raw. Raw got a clean sweep on this five-on-five men's elimination match. I think that this could be a great lead-in to AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre, since we're going to talk about this later tonight. Drew McIntyre lost his match today against Roman Reigns. So AJ Styles can definitely use the fact that his team won with a clean sweep to brag and eventually kind of lead into this next feud between Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles, which a lot of people have been absolutely clamoring for. And I think ever since we saw AJ Styles make that move on over to the Raw brand. This is the match that we have been expecting. And so personally, I kind of like how this sort of tied in. If it kind of works the way that I imagine it, I think this will be a really, really great lead into Drew versus AJ Styles. But overall, this match was okay. I thought it could have been a lot better. But what did you all think of the five-on-five five men's elimination match? We have a comment from Kishem M who says, Keith with that catch on Jay was awesome. You know, Kishem, your comment just reminded me. I said that Otis was the superstar of this match in terms, especially for the SmackDown team. One of the things that I really liked that he did was they really displayed his strength. And it is scary. Like when you really look up into some of the facts about Otis, he really is a strong 
strong dude. So I really like that we got to see this incorporated into this match. I like the way that commentary really built up when he was, you know, going head to head against Keith Lee in this match. Like there were some really great moments as also with Braun Strowman, all of that. Ray Santiago says, definitely underwhelming match, but I loved watching Otis mix it up with Keith and Braun. Ray, you also reminded me that I also loved Otis mixing it up with Matt Riddle. That was a combination that I didn't really realize how much I wanted. So, so thumbs like thumbs up or power up to Otis, man. You know what? I am an Otis fan. I feel like a lot of people like they bury him and they say, oh, he's a joke and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I get that 100%. But at the same time, the guy has so much charisma. He's so fun to watch. And if they just book him properly, like how he did tonight, those, those like what, 10 or so minutes that he was in the ring doing all of this flashy stuff, it really did a lot for Otis. And if you keep doing stuff like that for him you won't necessarily be seeing him as a joke you'll be seeing him as somebody that you know what he's funny yeah he's you know a little on the you know quirky side whatever but you know what he's going out there and he's putting out entertaining matches he's connecting with the people back home because he's definitely connecting with me there um so yeah i church pastor blazo says I like that you link the link you made between AJ and Drew. Yeah, again, that's a match that we've been wanting to see. AJ Styles, Drew McIntyre. So we got to find some sort of connection to get there. And I think they definitely have one there. Cameron Christie says, oh, geez, I can't believe they did this to Kevin Owens, Seth, and Jey Uso. At least give him an elimination for, Chain for SmackDown. I cannot believe how fast Kevin Owens was eliminated i wasn't expecting that and seth rollins too i mean he had a very very easy night i mean he literally he just went in there he got on his knees and he basically tells Seamus to do his part and he's doing his whole messiah gimmick Seamus just broke kicks him and he is done lights out on that one joshua cook says raw dominated but in my opinion either braun Strowman, sheamus or keith lee should have been captain you know what does it matter at the end of the day does it really matter jake larson says denise coming up with better storylines than creative i know i come out with like one random good storyline in every few blue moons little stinky 07 says i wanted jay to eliminate a few people to tease him making a big comeback but then have sheamus bro kick out bro kick him out out of nowhere you know what considering what a run jay has been on i did not expect for him to not look special at all during this match i mean he was just your regular ordinary guy in this match so this was very um interesting there so we did end up seeing uh team raw get this one Alrighty, so let's go ahead and move on to the next match. So afterwards, we had the Raw Tag Team Champions, the New Day, versus the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits. And this was one of the matches that a lot of people were looking forward to because, again, these are really great tag teams that are very, very athletic and can do some crazy stuff in the ring. Um, so this match started off with... Uh, the New Day coming back together. Biggie came out with them. They all came out dressed in these really cool costumes uh, promoting the video game Gears of War, which I thought looked pretty phenomenal. But then it raises the question. It raises the question. And you all know what question I'm talking about. Why on earth did they break them up, have this big goodbye on SmackDown, this big blow off, and then... What a few weeks later, I don't know, a month, whatever on the timing, all of a sudden they're back together. It kind of makes no sense, but 
I can't, I don't even, I don't even have an explanation for this, guys. I really, really don't have an explanation for this. But then afterwards, we did have the Street Profits backstage. I kind of liked what they did here. Instead of, you know, quickly going into their match, because obviously they had to give some time for, for, for the New Day to get out of those, you know, those big costumes that they had. Uh, they come out here. They're talking about The Undertaker. Then they start singing Shawn Michaels' a Sexy Boy song. I thought that was fantastic. But overall, this match was good, guys. This was a good match. I think it was what we were expecting. They didn't give me any less than what I was expecting. But I just have to say that I was ame- I was just blown away at the fact that they have such great athleticism, like the stuff that they were all doing in the ring. It's just like, holy damn, how the hell are you so athletic? How? Uh, this match was fun. What did you all think about this? Matthew Makovsky, let's kick it off with you. He says, killer freaking match. There are not enough words to say how fantastic it was. Um, Ray Santiago says, this was a tag team dream match. It was fun to watch. Street Profits going over was the right call. They're on their way up and super talented. Thank you so much for reminding me, Ray. I am glad that the Street Profits also took this one because I thought they needed it. Like you said, they are on their way up and they have been con- killing it each and every single week. And again, the New Day, they're already an established tag team. They're already loved. They're already known for having all of these great matches. So they didn't really need this win. You just really wanted to see a good match out of these guys. Um, Kishen M says tag match was good, but too much silly stuff after the match started. I kind of liked it, though. I thought they did some creative stuff there. Don Dorian says Street Promise profile before the match went on for way too long for no reason. Terrible idea. Don Dorian, I think the reason why they did it was literally just for the new day to get out of those costumes because that was because I thought the same thing. I was like, why did they take so long doing this? But then afterwards, when we came back, I was like, oh, it's probably the costumes. That's that's honestly the only thing that I can really see. Oh, we did have somebody that didn't like it. Vorce King says it sucked. Did you really think so? I didn't think so. But he then also thought the whole pay-per-view sucked. I wouldn't go as far as saying the pay-per-view sucked. As we mentioned above at the top of the show, I thought that there was some really great stuff in here. Sean did enjoy the match. Steve Wrestling Fan says both tag teams are comedian tag teams. Yeah. And it's just so fun to sort of see them go out there and do all this stuff. D-Train Riot Maker says Montez Ford Frog Splash might have been the highest I ever seen highlight of the match in my opinion you know what D train I'll have to disagree with you I think the one that he just did on Smackdown this past weekend was the highest one that I saw it was the one where he like went above the screens it looks like he went above the screen I thought that one was higher than the one from tonight but either way man the guy is just so incredibly talented Joshua Cook says New Day and Street Profits both brought the smoke. I completely agree. Jobber JJ says the screen was dripping in charisma. All righty, everyone. Uh, let's go ahead and move on. Adam Adam does have a comment here. He says, Adam Dolatowski says, Undertaker deserved better. Dude, I feel so bad that he had this final farewell in front of no audience. It just, I can't. Like I said this at the top of the show, I really can't accept it. I can't. Matthew says his splash always gets higher, except today. Yeah, I really did think that this one wasn't completely as high as some of the other ones. But you know what? We're probably going to see even higher. Vijay says it's a great match, but I think it's not the best match they could have had. They're probably saving the rematch for a crowd. Dude, you know we're going to see them have a couple of rematches down the line. I don't know when, but down the line. So I do think that they um, they will have more opportunities to showcase some more stuff. 
Alrighty, everyone, let's go ahead and move on to the next match, which, by the way, I gotta vote worst match of the night. Horrible, boring, not good. All right, <laughs> United States champion Bobby Lashley versus Intercontinental champion Sami Zayn. Oh, oh God. Okay, I have nothing good to say about this. I'm so sorry. If, if anybody here watched this and liked this match, you are going to hate me right now. We are not going to be friends because I did not like this match whatsoever. So my prediction for this was that Sami Zayn should win because I thought it would go really well for him to do, you know, to win this match in a creative way, to do some of the things that he's been doing where he outsmarts his, you know, his opponents and he does you know, something unexpected, right? Um, I thought that they should have him win in that manner. And it would work so well with his character. He could brag about it. It would do very well for him. I didn't think it would hurt Bobby Lashley whatsoever. He's already looking solid with the Hurt Business. And that was my prediction. Now, I wasn't expecting much from this match, okay? But I got more, I got less than what I was expecting. This match was worse than I thought it was going to be. It was not good. I don't think it did anything for Bobby Lashley. It definitely didn't do anything for Sami Zayn. He looked completely incompetent. And what's worse, Sami Zayn just came off of this brilliant uh, triple threat ladder match that we just saw with him and AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy. And that was just fantastic storytelling in that ladder match. It was such a great match in general. He's coming off of that and now he's going into this match with Bobby Lashley, which was so, so uninteresting nothing interesting in my opinion happened in this match so uh we did have bobby lashley win i was not a fan of this whatsoever i thought i thought they could have at least had a good match because this didn't even do anything for bobby lashley so what did you all think about this is there anybody here who's just like oh i have something totally different to say is that a personal attack or something says i get your point but lashley can't lose right now okay at least give me a good match though right this wasn't a good match. This was this was like doo-doo. I don't know. It's not good. Um, so at least give me that. At least give me a good, honest win. If Sami Zayn were to lose, I can handle that. I can handle that. I'm a big girl. I won't mind. But at least have it done in a proper way, in a good match that makes them both look good. And yeah, sure, have Bobby Lashley win. But this victory for Bobby Lashley, to me, did nothing because Bobby Lashley didn't even look that great in this victory. Joseph Boza says, preach, Denise. I almost fell asleep. I can't be honest. I can be honest either. This match could have benefited from one championship being changed prior to the show. Ozzy Mandora says, poor Sammy. Yeah, honestly, poor Sammy. Tim Timber says, when Sammy got hit, he just ran off. Ray Santiago says, I agree with you. This match didn't do anything for me. I knew Lashley would win. Yeah, a lot of people thought that Lashley was going to win, and that's fine. But I don't think that... I just don't think this did anything. Matthew Makovsky says the vertical line, the vertical line killed me. That was good. Yeah, that was good. I did like that as well. Um, Torrenstein also says that this match was not good. Lil Stinky 07 says Sammy first outsmarted Jeff and AJ in the ladder match, then outsmarted Apollo. I don't know how he could outsmart Bobby with hurt business surrounding him. They could have had fun with this. I don't know what they could have done. Again, I'm not part of creative of the creative team, but 
have some fun with it. It could have been could have been done in a creative way, but instead it was just a match and it wasn't even a good one at that. Philip Tucker says, you got every every right that you didn't like the match between Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn. Adam Dolatowski says, Lashley versus Sami main event and the five on five women's was my favorite of the night. What? Are you being sarcastic? Is this sarcasm? Adam, I appreciate your difference of opinion, but is this sarcasm? Let me know now. Joshua Cook says, I was expecting that the almighty destroyer Lashley would win. And lo and behold, he did. Sami Zayn was just too whiny all the way through. But it works for him, though. That's the kind of heel that he is. I like I like that he does this. I like Sami Zayn. And I like, but I want to see Sami Zayn, the creative creative like heel like the guy that outsmarts people i don't want to necessarily see sammy sammy zane a guy who just gets you know tricked out of things no that doesn't do anything for me harold vanga says it took too much time for a squash btw who's sammy pissed off backstage to be treated like this i feel like this happens to sammy zane all the time like everything he does i think okay this is finally his moment he's gonna get you know his spot his like spotlight and then it just all goes downhill from there oh i don't know joseph boza says both guys didn't benefit from this match exactly i completely Agree. Um, Rory to go says Denise saludos desde Puerto Rico. Um, thank you so much for watching all the way from Puerto Rico. I really, I really appreciate that. It's really awesome. And um, alrighty, guys. Hello to Felicia 247G as well. Um, thank you guys so much for coming into the stream. I'm so excited that you guys all decided to come onto my stream when, yeah, like that's awesome. Uh, as a reminder, please do not forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. This is my baby, my brainchild. So please subscribe to the channel. Give this video a like. And if you haven't already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo. I just surpassed 11,000 Twitter followers. So follow me. I'm addicted to Twitter. I have a lot of issues so follow me there as well uh matthew makovsky also says ah oh, denise congrats on naming your sister your maid of honor yeah i asked her today she's officially my maid of honor angela e says yeah sammy should totally be a smart heel who wins sneakily angela e come on in girl host the show with me because you are feeling me here that is exactly what i think should have happened um all right let's go ahead and move on everybody I, or else I'll just continue just, you know, saying nonsense. Let's move on to the next match, which was the Raw Women's Champion Asuka versus SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks. So this match, I think we all knew that Sasha Banks was going to win. I don't think anybody here thought that Asuka was going to win. Now, I'm sure a lot of people wanted Asuka to win, but that's different from expecting her to win or, you know, willing, willing shoot. It's two different things. So Sasha Banks, you know, she just really became SmackDown Women's Champion. She's starting to get those wins underneath her belt. We have seen Asuka Sasha Banks before, so I already knew that this match was going to go go good. Unfortunately for Asuka, her title reign as Raw Women's Champion hasn't necessarily been the best whatsoever. Unfortunately, she hasn't had any challengers to elevate her as Raw Women's Champion. She's sort of been, you know, she's sort of been in the background, in the shadows, 
this isn't necessarily probably the run that she would have expected. And that's very unfortunate because Asuka is an incredible challenger. However, I knew for a fact that Sasha Banks had to win because she just has more running, just more going for her right now than Asuka does, which is very unfortunate. However, because these two women have gone at it before, I knew for a fact that we were going to get a good match. And we got the match that I expected. It was a great match with a great fun ending they had a lot of near pinfall attempts which i thought were really good and we did end up seeing sasha take the win i also want to note that my favorite thing about this match was just how fast sasha banks moves in the ring i know we've seen her you know work a lot but i don't think i've ever really put an emphasis on just how quick she is in that ring i thought this match showed just that it showed her that she's you know this new sasha banks she's this you know now she has the you know the smackdown championship so she's just looking a lot stronger now a lot more confident and you can definitely see that in her in-ring work so i thought this match was exactly what it needed to be it was a good match what you would expect from both of these women and we had sasha banks coming out on top what did you all think of the women's match matthew makovsky says he was surprised there was no carmella steve wrestling fan says sasha will destroy carmella and d train says i actually thought oscar would win but sasha needed it more i get it jobber jj says this match absolutely ruled my match of the night keishan m is on your same boat jobber jj keishan m says this was my match of the night rory to go says sasha versus carmella next Feud. And okay, I'm going through your comments as we go here. And again, Ozzy Mendoras also points out that we didn't have a Carmella tonight appear, which yeah, I guess you, I, I just I maybe I wouldn't have fit in because they were having a really good match. Let Sasha Banks have her win. Let her enjoy it, you know. Adam Dolatowski says this night was so boring. I would have taken anything. So Corey Graves made me enjoy the cringe. And I do genuinely enjoy both Drew and Roman. I still can't believe what you didn't like Drew and Roman. That's wild. Joseph Boza says the raw division is only cared about when Ch Charlotte Flair is there. I know Asuka has held the version of the women's championship twice, but it feels like a placeholder when she has it. I have to agree with you, Joseph Boza. Unfortunately, it doesn't feel like we're going to get that stellar, you know, Asuka women's reign that we've been wanting it does feel like a placeholder for whenever they have somebody ready for that bout and Joseph Boza also says that this match was a good match and then we also have a comment from William Gomez who says it was amazing Ray says this was an excellent match they're two of the best and they delivered I never get tired of it Roman Tulit says, I'm so happy Sasha won. She finally gets a big win. She was big match banks for so long, uh, but lost everything. Now she is righting all of those wrongs this year. She is one of the best of the best. Yeah, I completely agree. You know what? I almost feel like this year I have honestly become an even bigger Sasha Banks fan. I don't think I was that big on Sasha Banks until recently. Uh, Felicia 24 seven says, I feel so bad for Oscar because she doesn't have no direction. They need to give her challengers like Peyton, Lacey, Naomi, Nia, Shayna, and Charlotte, even though we saw it, but it wouldn't hurt. That's exactly what I said. We need challengers to elevate Oscar. We really, really do. And it does at this point, it doesn't even matter who, as long as they make them, they build them up and they make them credible, a credible opponent for Oscar. Ozzy Medora says awesome match between Oscar versus the, the boss. 
Alrighty, everyone, let's go ahead and move on to the next match. So the next match after this was kind of a mess. It was kind of a mess, but it had a lot of people talking. And that was the five on five women's Survivor Series elimination match. Team Raw was Nia Jax, Shayna, Lana, Peyton Royce, Lacey Evans uh, versus Liv Morgan, Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Natalia and Bailey. So this match was not that great. I thought it was all over the place uh i didn't like how the first couple of eliminations happened because i thought they were pretty pretty darn predictable so bailey and lacey evans kicked things off and then team raw essentially kicked out lana early on in this match and sort of just had her you know standing there on the steps just watching the match you know typical popular mean girls bullying out the poor original girl darn and, um, you know, so Lana was just hanging out there watching. Peyton Royce was eliminated. Oh, sorry. Peyton Royce eliminated Bailey. She eliminated Bailey. Then right after that, Natalia eliminated Peyton Royce. I didn't like this because Peyton Royce eliminated Bailey, a former champion. I thought they should have made a bigger deal about that and given her more credit for that. And then immediately after, Lacey uh, eliminated Natalia. So it was like one person, one person gets, uh, one person eliminates somebody and then the next they're immediate, immediately eliminated. I didn't like how all of these eliminations were happening. It didn't feel like there was any sort of story. It was just like, okay, she eliminated somebody. Now let's get her to get eliminated. So I didn't like any of this. Um, um, after this, we did get to see a pretty cool spot, which was uh, Lacey Evans did the Spanish fly on Bianca Belair. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting in this match, but overall, it really was all over the place. Shayna Baszler eliminated Ruby Riot, and then Liv eliminated uh, Lacey Evans. Naya then eliminates Liv, and the um, last remaining member of Team SmackDown was Bianca Belair. And I gotta say, guys, holy moly, Bianca Belair. What does this girl do? I cannot believe how she she's so dang athletic it's incredible she's just just moving like all over the place in this match it was so good to see i love this um but in the end we had um Okay, so Shayna puts on the Barracuda Clutch and passes out Bianca, but Bianca passes out as she gets to the rope, so she ends up getting her safe. And then, because she doesn't let go, Shayna then gets eliminated. So then afterwards, Bianca and Nia Jax sort of get into it. They start fighting around the ring. Lana is still waiting there on the steel steps, and then the referee ends up counting out Bianca Belair and Nia Jax, and then bam, there you go. Team Raw wins with the Soul Survivor being Lana. And we all expected this considering that she had been thrown each and every single week onto the commentary table. And we all knew that the payoff was going to be Lana being the sole survivor, but I don't think a lot of us knew how exactly it was going to happen. I loved the finish. I thought it was funny. I laughed, but this match was a disaster. This match wasn't anything special to me, but what did you all think about this? I know we are getting tons of comments about this. Um, all right. Oh, wow. We have so many here. Okay, William Gomez says, Bailey was mishandled. Yeah, Bailey was gone, like, right at the top of this. William Gomez says, Lana winning was really weak. I honestly think that, I honestly think that 
No, I, I, I liked Lana winning. I thought it was funny. And see, I'm a Lana fan. Jake Larson says, Liv is the best improved wrestler of the year for me. She really is very improved. And it is unfortunate that she's, you know, she started getting this whole new, like, makeover, this whole new reinvention of Liv Morgan. But then all of a sudden, we saw her go back to, you know, Ruby Riot and the Riot Squad and just sort of doing that. Adam says, Lana should have her own match at TLC, the queen of the table match. Oh, my God. God, I don't know what's going to happen this week on Raw. I'm, I don't know. Cameron Christie says, what was the finish to this evening? To be honest, I didn't expect match much from this, and I was kind of bored. Yeah, the match wasn't great. Joseph Boza says, it was a giant overbooked mess. It felt like we all knew Lana was going to be the sole survivor, but it felt like a giant mess getting there. It felt like it was a publicity stunt for her chronicle. Yeah, her chronicle was great, by the way. I don't know how many of you watched it or didn't watch it. It's very short. I think it was like maybe half hour. Check it out. I thought it was good. I thought she opened up a lot about how you know she was sort of depressed that she wasn't necessarily traveling with Miro she was depressed about the fact that the fans were you know tweeting her like really ugly messages telling her she sucked and all of this stuff so she was in a really bad place and she you get to see a lot of emotion from Lana in this chronicle so I would say check it out but it is very obvious as Joseph mentioned that this was just really her chronicle was really tied into what we saw on Survivor Series. But you know what? It worked, man. It worked. I was rooting for Lana. So call me basic, easy fan, but I was rooting for Lana and it worked for me. Kishem N says Natalia should have stayed longer. I think there was quite a few people that should have definitely stayed a lot. Um, winning a lot should have stayed there a lot longer carl malone's 32 says lana winning was so predictable it was but here's the thing i think sometimes when things are predictable it's fine as long as the way that they get there is interesting and yeah i thought it was kind of funny that she got you know they got counted out and lana was just standing there and she ends up winning she's celebrating nia jackson bianca Belair making like the ugh place and they're disgusted it was fine. Bud says, had a lot of potential with Lana here after weeks of table spots. Too bad they blew it. So it kind of seems like a lot of you, like a lot of people here, some people liked it, some people didn't like it. Okay. Ross Jeffrey says, this match made me realize how much I really miss Shayna's badass killer gimmick from her NXT days. I don't like the mean girl stuff with Nia. I want to see her destroy everyone. I completely agree with you, Ross, like 100%. I honestly think that Shayna needs to go back to this, you know, she's going to kill me. I don't want to be in the ring with her because she will rip me to shreds. I don't like, at first I thought her pairing with Nia Jax was funny, but now it's just getting so old and it's just getting dull. So I, I feel you on this. I want to see, you know, the original Shayna, the Shayna we used to have before. And it's just, it goes more with her. It feels more natural when she's that Shayna. And Joseph Boza says, I could see Lana wanting a WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match at TLC and a tables match, but who is her partner? I don't know. Jake Larson says, when half of the four horsewomen are out, they need to build up others. Pick one or two and go with them strong, whether it's Peyton or Liv or whoever. Yeah, I agree. And I do think that somebody live like Liv, I do think she has a lot of potential. I think she has something that she can easily connect with people. Felicia247 says, Bianca Belair is the future champion. 
100% agree with that. Vorn says, Denise, this is out of topic, but before Quizlemania, I really want everyone to beat you for being so cocky until the middle. I have sympathy for you because you are still in last place. Oh, man, I was the Lana of Quizlemania. I was definitely the Lana of Quizlemania. Oswin and Onessa says, Lana had a good win. I feel it was very funny. Yeah, you know what? I am on your same exact boat, Oswin. That is exactly how I felt. Exactly how I felt. I thought it was funny. All right. Any other comments that I need to read here? Um, Decaf Super Saucy says Morgan and Lana and Atalia and Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler and Peyton Royce should be good, Vince. What? Okay. I don't think I got your comment exactly. I'm sorry. All right, guys. Just a quick reminder, since we are getting a lot of comments, if you had a really good one and I missed it, please feel free to send in a super chat. They are greatly appreciated. They help, they help me keep fed and, you know, keep clothes and roofs over my head. I don't know. Send in a super chat, guys, and I'll read your comment, statement, or question on this stream. You know, I'm really bad at asking people for super chats, so excuse the terrible segues into that. Alrighty, everyone. Let's get into, um, okay. So before we get into the match of the night, which was Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns, I do want to say that WWE did announce TLC for December 20th. So I will be back here on my channel talking about TLC on here. So make sure you guys are there. Also, quick plug. If you haven't already, please check out my show on F4W Online each and every single Wednesday night on their YouTube channel, F4W Online's YouTube channel. Go there because I host a show called Speak Now Pro Wrestling where I talk about NXT and AEW Dynamite and just a bunch of random stuff. It's as interactive as this show, and I think you guys will really appreciate it. So go in there and make sure to subscribe and catch my show each and every single Wednesday. But if not, follow me on Twitter or on Instagram because I do post everything that I do on there. So enough talking, guys. Let's get into this main event, which was the WWE champion Drew McIntyre versus the Universal Champion Roman Reigns. And yes, this match prior to like the last two weeks, aside from the last two weeks, had no built. But in the last two weeks, they really, really I think did a really good job at getting us interested in this match. I was interested. I was sold, especially after SmackDown this past Friday. I thought the contract signing was one of the best contract signings that we have seen in a very long time. I thought it was very, very interesting. And let's just get to it, guys. This was match of the night. I don't care what anyone says. This was match of the night. So I love the way that both of them just started off this match face to face with each of them holding up their belt, you know, kind of like my belt's better. No, my belt is better. And they had like this very, very intense energy and you felt it right from the start. This match felt very, very important. And we get into this match, you know, it starts, takes a little bit to pick up, but when it picks up, boy, it picks up. There were honestly a few times where I truly believed that Drew McIntyre was going to win. And I said this in the beginning. I knew Roman Reigns was going to win. I had a feeling Roman Reigns was going to win. I was as sure Roman Reigns was going to win, as sure as I was Sasha Banks was going to win her match. 
That's how sure I was. However, after that SmackDown contract signing, part of me wanted Drew McIntyre to win. Part of me didn't want to see him going in there and losing this match. So they kind of tore me apart here where I was like, you know, I really want Roman Reigns to win, but then I really want Drew McIntyre to win. And I don't necessarily think that I have felt this way about a storyline in a really, really long time. And again, it was such a such a short, short build to this match. But what they did was really good. Um. So there were a few times where I thought Drew was going to win. There was a moment where Drew got the Kimura on Roman and I was literally screaming, oh, shit. I really thought that he was going to win this one, even though Roman Reigns was literally just like an inch or two away from getting on the ropes, which he eventually did. We had another cool, uh, cool moment when Roman uh, Samoan dropped Drew onto the commentary and literally just didn't even I didn't, it took him two times to even break the commentary table which I thought looked pretty awesome we saw Roman Spear drew through the barricade I didn't see that coming I thought that was another cool spot at this point we are getting lots of this is awesome chance um which was really fantastic and I thought um after this we saw McIntyre kick out of a spear from Roman then Drew gets into uh Drew literally ends up getting into Roman Reigns' head where he doesn't end up becoming that easy competitor that Roman Reigns thought that he was going to be. The referee gets knocked out, Jay comes out, Roman hits uh Roman hits Drew with a low blow and then Jay super kicks Drew McIntyre, Roman gets the guillotine choke on him and knocks Drew out. The finish makes sense. I thought both guys looked absolutely fantastic. I loved this match. I didn't want this match to end. I love the energy of it all. I love the finish. And again, I do think that this is going to be a great segment, a segue into Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles, as I mentioned before. And I also really want to see Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre once again. So how did you all feel about this? We'll kick it off with William Gomez who sent in a super chat. Thank you so much for sending in a super chat. William Goldman says, Roman didn't need this victory, but heal Roman raises up his hand. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much, by the way, to William Gomez for sending in a super chat. All right, so what did you guys all think here? Um, let's start off with Adam. All right, Adam. Adam Dolowski says, this was a glorified house show with the exception of the main event and the Taker tribute. Jobber JJ says this match was boring. What? I didn't think this match was boring whatsoever, okay? Jobber JJ says Miz looks dumb for not cashing in. I am so glad we did not see the Miz in any of this. I did not want to see the Miz in any of this. Adam says the tribal chief and the head of table made me a Roman fan. Joseph Boza says, this match exceeded my expectations. Both men looked strong that I think they will be fine as we head into TLC. Cameron Christie says, main event, take a retirement. And yes, this match rocked from start from, but okay, this match rocked, but started a little slow in my opinion, but it started to pick up best match. Yeah, as I mentioned, it kind of did take a little bit to start off, but once it did, it kicked in a high gear. And I like that because it could have easily just fallen off the wagon. Tim Timber says, why didn't the Miz cash, Miz cash in on Drew? It was the perfect time and Miz would have won the WWE title to Drew was beaten and battered. I don't care about the Miz. I did not want to see this whatsoever. <laughs> at all and then uh angela e says it was such a good match and william gomez says uh drew needed it way more vince ruined drew no i just think what happened was that 
Uh, they needed something a little bit more with Drew. And the fact the whole him, them not having an audience, I think really affected his reign. Ray Santiago says this match stole the show. WrestleMania quality match. I agree. He says Roman winning feels more rights than they're more rights. They're protecting him. The false finishes blew me away. Yeah, I agree. Matthew Makovsky says one of my favorite spots in the matches is needing a new referee after he takes a bump. Justin Martin says it was a great back and forth battle. Legitimately felt like a huge mat, not match. Not surprised Roman won, but the J interference at least gives Drew an out. Exactly. Exactly, Justin. I completely agree. It did feel like a back and forth battle where you knew, again, Roman Reigns was going to win. But there were some moments where Drew McIntyre kind of felt like he was going to get that. And it did feel like a huge match, huge match. It started off with the intensity right at the top. The contract signing was good. Commentary was really putting over the fact that this was a WrestleMania caliber match. Um, the J interference definitely gives Drew an out. I mean, the guy got low blowed and then super kicked in the back of the head. So that definitely gives him and out. Joseph Boza says, the only thing I think Miz was going to cash in is if this match was how they ended the show. Fightful Select reported that WWE went back and forth on how to close the show, this or Taker. Yes, BTW, if you haven't checked out Fightful Select, check it out. Uh, they did post about this on their Patreon, which is the Fightful Select page. And um, Adam says, 2014, 2019, I love Seth, hated Roman Reigns, but this last year has reversed everything for me. Hopefully Seth will go away and return to something big. Yeah, that was a really interesting way in how in how uh, Seth Rollins was taken out today from the elimination match. And then, all right, guys, I am getting a lot of comments. BTW, if you want me to read your comment, make sure to send in a super chat. Okay, we got one. Four Play 2004 says, this was Roman's best singles match of his career, along with his match against AJ and Rollins in 2016. What is your favorite Roman singles match? You know what? I feel like he's had so, he's had pretty good ones, guys. Like, this isn't the only one for me, but I really, really love this match. But I did like, see, I wasn't that big of a fan of the ones that he had with Jay. And I know a lot of people were a lot bigger fans of this. So I'm going to say right now it feels like this one, but I kind of have to go back and think about this one a little bit. But thank you so much to 4Play2004 for ending in this super chat. You are awesome. You're keeping me fed, bro. Steven Butler says, great match, great finish. Drew passing out instead of tapping out sets up a future matchup between the two. Exactly. Like he didn't tap. He didn't look like, you know, he didn't look, you know, bad losing this. No, he was essentially attacked by more than one guy and, you know, got low blowed and, you know, was put in a guillotine choke. I definitely think the way he lost was qualified and it didn't matter because he had a really good match. Um, okay. Oswin and Anessa says the match between Drew and Roman is the best match for the night. Drew proved he is going to be the next big thing in WWE. Don't underestimate Drew McIntyre. Brandon Charles Powell says earlier in the show, Roman told Jay that if he can't make people fear and respect him, that he is not able to sit at the table. Does this mean Jay is going to become a fierce heel? I'm, You know, that that whole Jay Roman Reigns storyline is probably the, one of the most captivating things that they have going right now. So it is sort of interesting that they circled back to this and he didn't look that great in this elimination match. So um, I think Roman Reigns is definitely going to be more mad about this um, this Friday night on SmackDown. We'll see. Rory Two Go says this could have been a great WrestleMania match. Dude, you never know. Maybe we'll see it down the line or maybe at WrestleMania. We don't know. Torstein Nunn says, you are funny. Thank God. I would hate not to be funny. <laughs> 
Um, alrighty, let me see if I missed anybody's comments. Okay, we have one from Fat Laces Picola who says, honestly, the match kept both champions strong and nobody felt like a loser here. Exactly. He says, only Jay coming out was necessary to keep the bloodline story going. Drew should hold his head high after this match. Sean says, definitely best match for Drew. Drew had some great matches with Roman Reigns, so I wouldn't forget about those. And we have another super chat from Cyclops is better than Wolverine who says, who should be the one to defeat Roman? Roman, Big E, I hope. I don't know because I I think it's too soon to tell. I don't think you can tell right now who it should be. Big E, I know you say Big E, I hope, but at the same time, I would have to see them build Big E up to be really credible. And right now, Roman Reigns is on another level, so I think it'd be, you'd have to build somebody as strong as Roman Reigns for the fans to get behind that. So it would be really interesting to see who they come up with. We have another super chat from William Gomez. Thank you so much, William. He says, the Miz should fail cashing in. Boom, Miz. I agree, William. I want to see that i think that you know i don't think that everybody that gets the money in the bank should be winning no it should be like you know it's a cash and you never know what's going to happen you gotta you know it's a strategy so he could definitely go in and fail that's fine with me <laughs> thank you so much to william for sending in a super chat Bakir Pachi says, Roman Reigns is the best wrestler in the world right now. Uh, I think that that's very, I think he has one of the most interesting storylines going on right now. In terms of being the best wrestler in the world, I think that's up to, I think that's up to, you know, people's different opinions of what makes the best wrestler in the world. But if that's your opinion, that's awesome. And uh, Ray says, Drew went out like, like the fighting champion that he is. He did not quit. Stone Cold Vibes. By him not tapping. Matthew Makovsky says, I don't care what anyone says. This deserves 4.5 stars. Matthew, thank you so much for sending in a super chat. You are awesome. And yes, I hope this match gets rated really well because I think it's a good match. But even if it doesn't, at the end of the day, if it was entertaining to you, that is all that matters. Freedom Llama says, love you. Thank you so much, Freedom Llama, for the love. Alrighty, every oh wait we're not done yet oh my god guys ah i was almost gonna say goodbye everyone ta-ta but no because we kind of talked about this at the top of the show and it was undertaker's final farewell so i kind of like since we talked about it at the beginning I, I forgot we have to talk about it again but no we need to talk about it again because it was the undertaker's final farewell and like i mentioned at the top of the stream it really really felt like i can't decide if it felt real or not to me like it was weird you know like there was no people there i felt bad like that's not the way the undertaker should be going but i did like how they brought in you know a few legends to come in here and it really it really felt nice to see them come out there and be there for the Undertaker. So we saw, uh, so we saw Shane McMahon come out, The Big Show, JBL, Jeff Hardy, Mick Foley, The Godfather, The Godwins, uh, Savio Vega, Rikishi, Kevin Nash, Booker T, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Triple H, and Kane. Uh, they play a career package of The Undertaker, you know, just showing his career throughout the last 30 years. And then afterwards, Vince McMahon takes the microphone, which I was very glad Vince McMahon came out because I was wondering if he was going to come out. So when he did, um, I felt really happy for that. Uh, he announces The Undertaker. Uh, the Undertaker comes out and he basically this was very, very short and sweet. I was expecting a little bit of a longer, you know, sort of speech. But he says, my time has come to let the Undertaker 
rest in peace. This closes out with Paul Bearer. Uh, so Undertaker does his iconic pose, and then a Paul Bearer hologram pops up on the screen. And damn, that broke my heart, guys. That was sad. I felt so sad seeing that. Oh. I don't know how anybody could have watched that and not felt bad seeing that happen. But there you go. I don't know if you guys really feel like this is it for The Undertaker. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even have an intelligent answer for you all. Roman Farouk says Undertaker is a legend. Matthew Makovsky says the longest match of the night, Alameo JK. William Gomez says the Je Jeff Hardy's makeup was weird. Why was it weird? I didn't notice that. Um, okay, and then I'm trying to see what you guys all thought about. Uh, okay, I'll wait for your guys' comments to come in. All right, uh, Jabber JG says, Imagine retiring in front of no fans, sad, but it was nice, and Paul Bearer really got me. It wasn't nice. I think that WWE really tried to make it special, you know, showing the fact that there was no fans. They kind of had to make up for that. And I think they did so by, you know, bringing out, you know, some legends, you know, obviously people that, you know, The Undertaker would want to be there given history and all of that. And I think they tried to make it really special. And I think given the limitations, I think they did just that, especially with all of the stuff that they did leading up to The Undertaker's final farewell. Ray Santiago says, it's like saying goodbye to my childhood. It was such a sad moment, greatest career in the business. So many, so many legendary awesome matches that I'll always remember. Aaron says, I've never cried this hard since Michaels retired, wished at the end of The Undertaker would have had a casket allowing him to rest in peace. Oh, I think that would have felt kind of like, I don't know what that would have felt like. Phenomenal Viper says, I honestly can't buy the retirement because he's come back so much. I can't either. Like, part of me, I think like maybe like once time goes by and he really doesn't come back, that's when I'll be like, oh man, like that was real. But I still can't buy it. I think I I, I agree with you on that one. Uh, Julio Oquendo says Undertaker is the goat. Angela E says it was very is it was a very odd farewell. Just kind of felt kind of off somehow. I feel like there's got to be a bigger proper goodbye at some point. Yeah, I I think so too. And Ryan says, he was my favorite wrestler as a kid. I always hid behind my mom whenever he did his eye roll. And now I feel that part of my childhood is now gone. Yeah, it's like The Undertaker was that guy that like so many people, like especially if you were like a kid when, you know, he came out and he was introduced, you'd be like, you know, you really fell for the character. I really thought, like, I was a kid. I I really thought, oh, man, this guy's dead. Like, I thought that. Like, I really did. <laughs> um Alrighty, I'm going through your comments. Joseph Boza says, I said my farewell to Taker at Mania. It felt like this was just a longer, proper version of that farewell that was thrown together. I think that was on random SmackDown after AJ won the IC title. Aaron Keith also says, my childhood is gone. Oh, I hate that this kind of feels like sad way to end the show. Justin Martin says, it did seem a little weird that they introduced like 75 guys only for all of them to disappear before even Taker shows up. Yeah, I thought they were going to be standing like in the ring or at least maybe, I don't know if they were on the side because the camera didn't really pan to them. So I'm not really sure how that all played out. But it was pretty nice to, you know, just kind of have at least people there to, to you know, to witness this. So yeah. Felicia247G says, I feel like it's not going to be the last of him. I don't know. Maybe The Undertaker is good to come back again. Sorry, guys. My phone was on vibrate. So if you heard that, I'm sorry. Uh, Stephen Butler says, disappointed tonight. I feel a proper farewell should take place in front of fans, even if we have to wait a few years before live crowds return again. I do think that there should be a goodbye in front of fans. Oh, yeah. 
A hundred percent, especially for The Undertaker. He's not just anybody. Cyclops is better than Wolverine says, loved Undertaker until I found out his political beliefs. He's been dead to me since. Oh, man, Cyclops is better than Wolverine is keeping it real on this stream. Um, Brandon Charles Powell says, The Undertaker could just come back on a random WrestleMania and just chokeslam and tombstone somebody. He's the best. All righty, everyone, there you go. That is my 2020 Survivor Series post-show stream. I want to thank you all so much for coming in and tuning in. I will see you guys this week in tons of podcasts. Please join me on this Monday on the Fightful Post Raw podcast. Join me on Wednesday for Speak Now Pro Wrestling on F4W Online. Then join me Friday on Wrestle Talk with Luke Owen as we do our podcast. And then Friday night on Sports Keto with Ricky Uccino. Other than that, please do not forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. It would really mean a lot to me. And follow me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Also, if you guys enjoyed my show, tweet me. I'm going to be reading your guys' tweets. Please tweet me your thoughts on my show. I always like to read your thoughts, especially afterwards. Alrighty, everyone. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I will see you guys tomorrow. And have a great night, everybody. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please don't forget to leave me a super nice review and a five-star rating. Plus, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo for funny wrestling, commentary, guest updates, silly live stuff, and more.